0: please be seated. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, the theme of this meeting is manifestations and demonstrations. Manifestations and demonstrations. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, you are our father. And you're a good father. Thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Thank you because... It's your will that we know about the things of the Spirit of God. And we have the demonstrations and the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. We trust that you'll move in our midst this morning as you so desire. We give you all the praise, honor and adoration for everything that be wrought in our midst. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, there are different kinds of meetings and you kind of prepare a bit differently for different meetings. Yeah, I have notes and um, I could go in several directions, but it's more important just to flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just more important to flow with the Holy Ghost than, uh, you know, follow our notes and um, it's what he wants done at the moment that's most important. Praise the Lord. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll read from verse 7 through to 11. And then we'll read another portion of scriptures. It says, but the manifestation, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man... To profit with all. For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another the gifts of healing. Actually in the Greek both are plural. The gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11 says, But all these worketh, that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And then, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. And um, I'll read from verse 1 through to 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear. Now, fear there is not talking about fear like you're afraid of a snake. It's talking about godly reverence. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Verse 4, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith shall not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, um, God certainly wants us as believers to first be word people. We ought to put the word first. In Psalm 138 verse 2, God said he has magnified his word above his name. And um, we know that John's gospel, the first chapter, from the first verse, the Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we know the word should have preeminence. The Bible says that it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Amen. So the word should have preeminence. We give the word of God first place. We emphasize the word. This is it. Christianity is not just the word. Yes, it's the word first, but also it's the Holy Ghost. It's both of them. God wants us to be men and women of the word and of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. As individuals and also as a body of believers, as a local assembly. God wants the assembly to be an assembly that esteems the word that does the word, where the word of God is preached, where the word of God is taught. But not just that, he also wants it to be a place where the Holy Ghost has it right away. Now, gifts of the Spirit, as we call them, manifestations of the Spirit, belong to the church. They belong to the church. In 1 Corinthians 12, the first verse, Paul said something, he said, Now, right into the saints at Corinth, inspired by the Holy Ghost, he said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. He said, ye know that you are Gentiles, carried even unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. He said, wherefore I give you to understand that no man, speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Then he went ahead to say, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Differences of administrations but the same Lord. Diversities of operations, but the same God that worketh all in all. So you see, God doesn't want the church to be ignorant about the things often pertaining to the Holy Ghost. He wants us to know about them. Amen. Why is that important? Because if we don't know about them, we should change ourselves in being able to yield to them, in having those manifestations in our midst. Now, God wants us As a body of believers. To have manifestations of the spirit. Manifestations of the spirit. As the spirit of God wills. And as the need uh, requires in our midst. He wants that to happen. Why? So that the saints can be blessed. You know the Bible says the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It's for the common good. It's for the profit of everyone. So that the body of Christ is blessed. So that as a local assembly, that local assembly is blessed. Now, what are these manifestations? Now, um, there are nine of them. And a good way to classify them is that there are three that say something, there are three that do something, and there are three that reveal something. Now, the three that say something, we call them the utterance gifts, or the vocal gifts, or the inspirational gifts. And what are they? Prophecy, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Prophecy, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. They are the three that say something. Now, what's prophecy? Prophecy is inspired utterance in a known language. Inspired utterance in a known language. That's prophecy. Someone speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, just at the spur of the moment, Inspired utterance in a known language. Now the simple gift of prophecy carries with it no prediction whatsoever. It is speaking to men. 1 Corinthians 14.3 to edification and exhortation and comfort. So it carries no prediction whatsoever. It's just edification, exhortation and comfort. That's what the simple gift of prophecy is. Now what about tongues? Tongues is inspired utterance in an unknown language. By the Holy Ghost. Inspired utterance in an unknown language. By the Holy Ghost. Not languages learned by the speaker. Nor understood by the mind of the speaker. Nor necessarily understood by the hearer. Sometimes they could be. But just inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost. In an unknown language. Now we know that when we all got filled with the Holy Ghost. We began to speak with other tongues as the spirit of God gave us utterance. But you see, that can also be used uh, to minister a message in an assembly. That can also be used to bless people. Praise God. There was one time, there was this Jewish boy. He had never been to uh, a church in his life. So this was the first time he was in a church service. He was Jewish. He didn't believe in Christianity. He didn't believe Jesus as the Messiah. He didn't believe any of that. So one day, he came to a meeting. And in that meeting, a lady stood up. A lady had just like primary six education or maybe primary five education. That's all the education, the equivalent of all the education she had. Then she gave a message in tongues. When she gave the message, there was no interpretation. Everybody was wondering, how come no one has interpretation? Nobody did. So well, they let it go. At the end of the service, that Jewish boy walked up to the pastor and he said, who was that lady who spoke in Hebrew and Aramaic? She spoke to me. She spoke in my language. In actual fact, she called my name. Yeah. She spoke directly to me. And she told me that Jesus is the Messiah and that he died for me and that he wants me to receive him into my heart. Wow. The pastor took the boy. Come and meet the lady. Find out if she knows any Hebrew. The lady had no idea of Hebrew. What was that? It was the gift of tongues. So sometimes we could have things like that. There was one day, Mrs. Lynette Hagen. She was um, with a church member in the hospital. The church member was about to have s- surgery. And um, she went there to pray with the church member just to encourage them. And then um, just before she prayed, she prayed a little in tongues. And then prayed in English and just ministered to the lady. Then the lady asked her, said, do you know Spanish. He said, no, I don't. Maybe I just know one word or two in Spanish that I learned in school, elementary school, but I don't know Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Then the sick lady in the hospital said, you spoke Spanish. You spoke to me. You spoke directly to me. And you said to me that the surgery was going to be successful and that I shouldn't worry and that I shouldn't be anxious. See, that's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. So sometimes you could have that. And it doesn't need to be interpreted because the person being spoken to already knows praise god then what about the interpretation of tongues the interpretation of tongues is a supernatural showing forth of the meaning the essence of what has been said in tongues now it's not translation of tongues it's interpretation now the message in tongues could be long the interpretation could be short and vice versa the message could be short the interpretation long It's not translation, it's interpretation. I was on meeting. Brother Hagen gave a message in tongues. When he gave it, he also gave the interpretation. At the end of the meeting, some people walked up to him and said, Wow, you spoke German. We understood everything you said in the message in tongues. It was German. We speak German. That was our language. Then he asked him, he said, what about the interpretation? He said, it was excellent. That what you said in tongues was what you repeated in English. Yeah. So you see, these things are supernatural by the Spirit of God. Supernatural. I know uh, there's a lady in Ekotedo. Ekotedo is somewhere in Ibadan. Now, she was illiterate, never spoken English, a word of English. You know, some of those people who couldn't use the bottom of a bottle to write O. You understand what I mean? She couldn't write. She couldn't write to save her life. Now, a minister I know. Minister to her, got her filled with the Holy Ghost. When he got her filled with the Holy Ghost, she started speaking Queen's English. Yeah, Queen's English. That's supernatural. It was unknown to her. It was an unknown tongue. She didn't understand what she was saying. What she was speaking English. So you see, we could have things like that. So that's those are those utterance gifts. And their purpose is for the body of Christ to be edified. Now, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, tongues and interpretation is the equivalent of prophecy. It says that greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks in tongues, except he interprets. So, it's like having a 1,000 Naira note and somebody else has two 500 Naira notes. You know, the two 500 Naira notes make up the 1,000 Naira note. So, tongues and interpretation of tongues is the equivalent of prophecy. Amen. And you see, these things belong to the body of Christ. These things belong to the church. Amen. And they should be manifested as the spirit of God wills, and as uh, the need arises. Then there are the power gifts. What are the power gifts? The power gifts are the gifts that do something. They do something. Those are the power gifts. And um, we have three of them. Special faith walking on miracles and the gifts of healings. Special faith, walking on miracles and the gifts of healings. Now, what is special faith? Special faith is a, a power gift of the spirit. It does something. It employs faith that passively receives a miracle. When the gift of special faith is in operation, God honors a man's word like his own word, such that that which is spoken by man or desired by man spoken by God shall eventually come to pass once it has been spoken by that gift. Amen. That special faith. A man believes God in such a way that God honors that man's word like his own. Now everything the Bible says we can believe for. We don't need special faith to believe what the Bible already says. But there are some situations where you don't exactly have scripture for it. In that sense, amen. And God gives you faith supernaturally. For instance, we don't have scripture to stop the sun and to stop the moon and to stop the universe. But there was one time Joshua was fighting, fighting Amalek, and then it was getting dark. So you see, that's the working of miracles. Now, does God do things like that today? Certainly, He does, because He hasn't changed in Malachi 3:6. He said, I am the Lord, I change not. But you see, we need to know about these things. The more we know about them and know how they operate, the more we'll be hungry to see them, the more we'll be yielded to them, the more the Spirit of God can manifest himself in these ways in our midst as an assembly and as individual believers. Let me tell you, gifts of the Spirit do not belong to the clergy exclusively. Gifts of the Spirit, manifestations of the Holy Ghost, Demonstrations of the Holy Ghost belong to the body of Christ. To all of us. So any spirit-filled believer can be a candidate to be used in these things at any time. And that's why we need to know about them. What about the gifts of healings? Well, it's supernatural. It's supernatural manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Whereby the works of the devil are destroyed in the human body. Now, we know that there's a place of faith in God's word. Faith in God's word works when we stand on God's word. And you can exercise your faith for your healing. But sometimes this other thing, it it works such that it's not your faith. It's not the faith of the minister. It's just the Holy Ghost initiating something to get the person healed. I was in a church service one time, about to close the meeting. Then everybody's heads were bowed, you know, and then I was praying. In the middle of my prayer, suddenly I heard on the inside of me, there's a lady here with an ovarian cyst. I want to heal her. Then I stopped in the middle of the prayer. I said, praise God. I got everybody looked up. Why are you not praying anymore? Then I said, who's the lady with the ovarian cyst? She was seated. The, that church meeting was just like this. That's how it was arranged. So she was seated on this side, on my left side. She was in the front row. She lifted up her hand. Only one person did. She said, yeah, she's got an ovarian cyst. Her husband was a staff in that church. It was a church staff. So, inspired by the Holy Ghost, I said to her, you were healed. And that was all. Well, the very next day was a Sunday morning, about noon. The very next day, she went to the hospital. They did a scan, and they couldn't find the cyst. It had disappeared. Yeah. What was that? Was it my faith? It was not my faith. It was just the Holy Ghost initiating something on his own. And you see, God can initiate stuff if he wants. Because he's God. He can do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, however he wants to do it. Provided he does not violate his word. He reserves the right of divine sovereignty. One other time I was preaching. Right in the middle of my message, I suddenly spoke out. I said, someone just got healed of ulcer and I continued preaching. Yeah, who was it? It was my own cousin. He had had ulcers since he was young. I knew about it. At a time, he stayed with us because he was schooling in UI and uh, we lived, uh, he was based in another state. My uncle, his dad, lived in another state. But because he was schooling in UI, he'll spend some of his vacations with us in Ibadan, where I stayed at that time with with my my parents. Then I noticed he started eating stuff he never had eaten before pepe, all kinds of things. You know, then I asked him, I said, what happened? You don't eat this. What's going on? He said, ha, have you forgotten the meeting? I said, which meeting? He said, the meeting that you said so and so. I said, oh, I remember that meeting. He said, he'll tell me something. He wasn't believing God for his healing. I said, I wasn't either. So it wasn't my faith. It wasn't his own. You know, He said, but, you know, when I said that thing, he just said, well, he said, someone just got healed of ulcer. He said, he's had ulcer. Who knows? It could be the one. So he got home. He tried something he shouldn't eat. He ate it, no trouble. The next day, no trouble. He said, since then, no. He He said, the ulcer just disappeared. Amen. You see, the Holy Ghost can initiate things on his own. One time I was teaching somewhere in India. And then um, sometimes I move around in the crowd a little bit. So as I was moving, I stood in front of one lady. When I stood in front of her, on the inside of me, I heard these words. Tell that lady she's healed. I thought to myself, do I even know that she's sick? I continued teaching. I didn't pay attention. I heard it the second time. Tell that lady she's healed. Well, eventually, I, 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 I paused. Then I explained about how the Holy Ghost sometimes will do things like that. And I told her, I said, now I'm human, I could miss it, but it seems that the Lord will have me tell you you're healed. She, she just... Didn't show much emotion. Just did something like, praise God. And continued. You know? So I finished my teaching. After all, I'm God's errand boy. I'm not the one doing it. Amen. It's God who does it. Praise God. Now, this is what I found out later. She had an incurable heart condition. But she was instantly healed. Just like that. Amen. It wasn't my faith. It wasn't her faith. It was just the Holy Ghost. And sometimes the Holy Ghost will manifest himself like that to heal the sick, to destroy the yoke of oppression in the bodies of men. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now in the second service, I'm going to talk about demonstrations of the spirit. They're a bit different. I'm going to talk about that. In this service, I'm talking about manifestations of the Spirit. Then there are what we call the revelation gifts. For me to really do justice to the subject of gifts of the Spirit, it may take me at least, at least, maybe like 18 hours. But of course, I don't have 18 hours, right? Amen. So, I'm just telling us some high spots. You have a, a pastor, sound teacher of God's Word. He'll teach you some more. Along some of these areas. And I know he's been teaching you along these lines. So, revelation gifts. They are the gifts that reveal something. Now, there are three of them. The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. And the discerning of spirits. Now, the word of knowledge is easier to understand. What's the word of knowledge? It's a supernatural revelation by the spirit of God. Of certain facts in the mind of God. About people places and things any knowledge that God has anything God knows can be revealed through any one of these three gifts can be revealed to us it's not the gift of knowledge it's the word of knowledge God has all knowledge and you had better be glad you don't have all knowledge you know just imagine as I'm teaching now some people are saying "Ah, just look at that guy just look at the way he's teaching you know that's what some people are thinking right now maybe you're one of them Well, praise God. Thank God I don't know that. And I don't know who that is. You know, but God is all knowing. You know, if you're here now and you're thinking that, ah, this morning I'm hungry. Why didn't I eat that sandwich? And as God's word is going for if that's what you're thinking about, you know, God knows. But I don't know. But I could know too if God were to tell me. So everything that God knows can be revealed through any of those gifts. The word of knowledge has to do with the past and the present the past, and the present. One time, I I was sharing the gospel with a fellow. You know, I was walking down the road. I just said to him, guess what? He said, what's that? I said, I'm a new creature. Then he looked at me, what's a new creature? So I knew in all probability, he wasn't one. So I shared the gospel with him. I didn't try to be obnoxious. I tried to be as polite as I could. I just shared the gospel with him. When I finished, now I didn't ask him whether, do you want to get born again? I don't do that. I told him, I said, I know you want to get saved, so let's pray now. Amen. What was I doing? He's like, that fellow told Paul, he said, that almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Paul said, yes now, what do you think I'm doing? He said, I wish you were all together like I am, except for these bonds. So the guy told me, he said, no, I don't want to get saved. I'm not interested. Wow. As soon as he did that, it was like, I, I felt deflated. Oh God, how do I help this guy? How do I help this guy? And in a moment, Just on the inside of me. God revealed something to me. Then I told him, I said, you were born on such and such a month. In such and such a day of, you know. Told him the date he was born. Told him the day of the week. Told him the year. He looked at me and said, how did you know me? Who told you that? I said, is that Jesus I'm telling you about? He just told me that about you now. Because he wants you to get saved. Of course, he got saved right there on the spot. I laid hands on him. He started talking in tongues too. Yeah. So you see, that's supernatural. That's supernatural. Now, there are people that display knowledge for knowledge's sake. You know? Yeah, God knows everybody's phone number here. God can reveal people's phone numbers. He can. But there's a difference between just trying to display spectacular knowledge. You know, there's the word of knowledge. There's also word from knowledge. People are mischievous. We have some scoundrels in the ministry. It should be regretted. But you see... Because of the fake, it doesn't do away with the real. I was preparing for a meeting, getting ready for that meeting. As I was, all of a sudden, I had an audible voice. It wasn't the still small voice of my spirit. It was a loud, authoritative voice of the Holy Ghost. Loud and clear. The voice spoke up from inside me, but it was so authoritative. I almost had to look back to, to see who said that. It was like someone spoke over my shoulder. And the voice called somebody's name. never heard the name before I'd never preached in that assembly call the first name the last name as soon as I heard it I said what about that what about that person then by an inward revelation by an inward revelation Lord said to me when you get to that meeting tonight this is what I want you to do that person has this problem and minister to the person like this and the situation will be solved okay okay you know you know, you, we should prove all things, right? So I got to the meeting before I started preaching. And I said, who is so and so? And somebody lifted up her hand and said, that's my name. I said, I was praying today. And God spoke your name to me. And he told me something to tell you. Please come. Now, we should have discretion with these things. There are some things that we shouldn't say through the mic. So I ministered to her. It was a Thursday. By Sunday, she already had a testimony. It had happened. So, you see, God can reveal things. God can reveal things. Amen. He can reveal things. One time, one fellow came to my house, a minister. He wanted to, it was someone I was mentoring. He had some questions for me that he wanted to ask me. Three questions. I didn't know. So, he just came to my house. As soon as he did, he sat down. I greeted him. Then, for some strange reason, I just started the conversation. I said, do you know Sometimes, some people are wondering about such and such. You know, and I brought up the first question. And I said, this is what the Bible says about it. Then I said, and the second thing that some people sometimes are confused about is this particular matter. Then I answered that. Then I said, and then there's this other third one. Then I talked about it. Then when I finished all three, then I shut up. He looked at me. He said, look, I came to your house today to ask you those three things. Without me asking you, you gave me the answer. You know that's supernatural. Amen. So God can reveal things. And listen, these things belong to the church. And they are not just for the pulpit. They are not just for the pulpit. I've had some manifestations of the spirit in some of the weirdest of places. Yeah. Some of the weirdest of places. I've been having my bath before having a shower. And then I I had a vision. And then the spirit of God said something to me about someone strange 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 you see Jesus was by that woman in in Saika, by the well and as he was there you know suddenly he began, started a conversation with her when he did the woman was like why are you talking with me we are Osu now your people are my people they don't talk why are you talking with me Jesus said if you know the gift of God and the person talking you will have asked me for water well, Jesus, she now said, okay, give me this word. She go and call your husband. So, the conversation was seamless. It was smooth. He wasn't being obnoxious. He was being kind. And he was, he just started a good conversation. The woman said, I don't have a husband. He said, yeah, you've had five. And you're staying with one man now. The one you're staying with now, is not your husband. Woo. The lady was startled. Later, the lady said, come see a man that told me all I ever did. Well, by the time you've had five husbands, think that's all you ever did you don't think so yeah how did Jesus know that was the word of knowledge now the word of wisdom is supernatural revelation by the spirit of God of the plan and purpose in the mind of God of the plan and purpose in the mind of God as a student were to have a test one day the very next day about 3 a.m. an angel appeared to me you know and God will do strange things An angel appeared to me, and the angel told me the test will not hold, and disappeared. I said, okay. I got to school. I had one guy I was mentoring. So, I told him, I said, I had a strange experience early hours of morning today. You see, this test, it won't hold. (laughs) The guy looked at me like, if you haven't read, say you haven't read. Which one is the test will not hold? We got to class. The man teaching the course wrote the name of the course, and he wrote test. Then the guy looked at me like, you see yourself. Then he wrote under, has been postponed (laughs) indefinitely. The guy looked at me. He said, did you see the man yesterday? Did you talk to the... I said, no. I said, I had an an unusual experience. What effect do you think it had on that guy? It made the things of God more real to him. So God can reveal things like this. Amen. He sure can. He sure can. So the word of wisdom is always about the future. What's going to happen in the future? It will come through a vision, through a dream through uh, an audible voice, through an inward revelation. It could come through prophecy, through tongues and interpretation. Now, what about descending of spirits? Descending of spirits is seeing and or hearing into the spirit realm. Seeing and or hearing into the spirit realm. Now, we know we're in this natural world. But there's also a spirit world that exists at the same time this natural world exists. And there are spirits there. There are angels there. There are demons there. Remember the first time in my life I was in a prayer meeting and I saw an angel. I was startled. That angel was huge. He was so many feet in the sky. He was winged. Now, some of them are, some of them aren't. I just saw that huge guy. Yeah. Sometimes I see them. Amen. I remember one time I made a decision. It was a major decision in my life. Very major decision. Many of my friends thought I was making a mistake. But I followed the witness in my heart. And, um, An angel came and told me. After I would made the decision, followed that witness, he said, yes, go ahead, stay right there, and be faithful here. You know? So I knew. I, I had the confirmation. Now, I didn't need that. I already had the witness in my heart. But God sent an angel to confirm it. Now, that decision turned out to be one of the greatest decisions in my life. 25 years after, I'm still grateful to God I took that decision. Yeah. He was right. He was right. Those my friends that felt like I missed God, they came to me later and said you were right after all. You are right. We were wrong. Amen. And you see, God confirmed it spectacularly. You see, these experiences they happen. God can guide us spectacularly. We can have these experiences there for the church. Now of course, they are not as we will. They are as the spirit of God wills. Now what's the purpose of them? To confirm the word of God. That's number one. Number two, to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. And number three, to bring blessing to people. See, gifts of the Spirit, they serve as supernatural advertisement for the ministry. Amen. They draw in the crowds. They draw in the crowds. I remember one time I was preaching. And, um, you know, this was I was an undergraduate. Then the authorities at that time had some issues with the venue were using and certain things. So they sent some security people to come and stop the meeting. Now, I didn't know that that was what the guy came for. As soon as I saw him, I pointed at him and then I told him, you've got such and such a problem. I said, you're healed in Jesus' name. and I you know he was instantly healed. The security man that came to end the meeting, he said, my guy, he said, do your meeting. Keep doing your meeting. Nobody will give you trouble. Hey! I've had this problem for years. And in an instant, how did you know? I didn't know him. I'd never seen him before. And if I had, I didn't know it. Amen. So you see, the Spirit of God does these things. Now, in a local church, God wants us to have these manifestations. The more we teach about them, know about them, covet them, are hungry for them, yield to them, pray for them to be in manifestation, in greater manifestation, the more we're going to see them. Sometimes I've been in meetings and I had the Spirit of God point people at me and tell me their problems. One time I had this pretty strong. It was that spirit of seeing and knowing. It just came on me very, very strong. Wow. I pointed at someone, told him his name, told him his mother's name, told him where he's from, told him the situation in his family. Pointed at the next person, assisted to him, the same thing. The next person, assisted, the same thing. The next person, about four of them. Then it lifted. What did I do when it lifted? I hushed. It has lifted. That's it. I'm not the one doing it anyway. Amen. You see, this is the thing about it. It's about magnifying Jesus. It's not about drawing attention to a man. Listen, in ourselves, we are nothing. Dust and ashes. It's Jesus who is everything. And it's in him that we are something. Gifts of the Spirit are not to line our pockets. You know, we can merchandise the anointing. We can use the power of God to raise money. Yeah. a fellow was in a meeting. There were five deaf and dumb people. All of them got healed. One after the other. Right after it happened, he took an offering. He said, don't come here if you don't have $100. See people jumping on top of each other to bring money. Because they saw a spectacular miracle. Monies they couldn't afford to give, they gave. Yeah. He used, he used, he took advantage of the atmosphere to line his own pocket. That wouldn't be right. Amen. But God wants us to have these things. Praise God. It's bad on our heads, Father. I shared your word briefly with your people. Thank you for uh, all that you have for us. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to this. Etha, <speaking in> Prota, Vrana, Nita, Sister, Kletta, Hopa, Veto, Luko, Tika, Sika, Paga, Liva, Nima, Othova, Bebeto, Kradassus, tevande Begaluhu, Sevala. Sevala, Sevala, Sevala. Sometimes in the nighttime, you've stayed awake and you've been bothered and you'll be wondering, troubled on the inside and saying to yourself, when will this situation change? When will my circumstance change? When will I have the victory in this problem? When will it all turn around? When is it going to happen? Listen, you don't have to be fretful and you don't have to be anxious and you don't have to be worried. And you can know that the time is now. And you can know that your change has come. And you can know that your victory is here. And so stop being anxious. And stop being perturbed. Stop being disturbed. But rather re 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 oh. <laughs> Thank you Father. In the name the name the name the name the name the name in that name in that name in that name be free now amen be blessed thank you for a turn around in that situation a turn around in that circumstance it's no more in jesus name amen well what was that about none of your business none of mine either amen but praise god it's just something about responding to the holy ghost You see, I was somewhere one time. All of a sudden, I felt drawn in the crowd to a certain young man. Uh, And I pulled him out. Stood him in the aisle. When I did, I just had an impression to put my hand on his head. I did. He fell over backwards. Later, I got to find out he was a Muslim. And you know what? By the time my hand touched him, he hit the floor. He started talking in tongues. He got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. Someone said, when did he pray sinner's prayer? Well... Uh, you know, sometimes they will ask Jesus a question, and he'll answer with a question. They asked him one time, "What authority do you do these things?" Then he said, "John's baptism is it of men or of God?" He said, "If we say it's of men, everybody will stone us because they know it's about if we say it's of God, you say why didn't we listen?" So Jesus will sometimes answer questions with questions, isn't it? Yeah. So you remember in Cornelius's house, while Peter yet speak, <laughs> the Holy Ghost fell, and those guys started talking in tongues. Yeah. When did they say sinners' prayer there? When you have the answer for that, I will have the answer for this. Neither of us is in in better shape. See, sometimes God will just do some things as a sign. Amen. Yeah, ordinarily, I get people to act on Romans 10, 9 and 10 to get them saved. But you see, the Spirit of God can move. It can move. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who's the person with a swelling in their body somewhere over there? a swelling, like a protrusion, like a growth something of that sort in their body who's the person? Amen who's the person? Just lift up your hand if you're the one, a swelling, a growth a protrusion, somewhere, somewhere on this side who are you? Just lift. alright in the name of Jesus I curse that growth I say wither dry up be dead and be no more in the name of Jesus, yeah you'll see it. it'll shrink, yeah let your pastor know and you won't find it anymore. Glory to God. 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 You see, he's a good God. And he yearns to demonstrate himself. He yearns to manifest himself. For what purpose? To bless the body. And you see, look, it's not about anybody being a superstar. God wants to use all of us. In your place of work, you can have a word of knowledge. You can. God can use you to raise the dead. God can use you to cast the devils out of someone. Every one of us. As long as we stay full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yielded to the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I just had a mini vision now. I saw something and I'm going to act it out. Sir, could you please come? Amen. Yes, please come. I saw myself do something. And I'm just going to act out what I saw. But why what is it for what's it about i don't know i just saw myself lay my hands on you yeah in the name of jesus satan you take your filthy hands off of his work you take your filthy hands off of his business in the name of jesus thank you father for that breakthrough in Jesus name glory to God let's lift up our hands and give him praise he's a good God 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 he's a good God, a good God. I, 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 when a minister uh, someone's home I, I don't have so much time these days I, I haven't been able to do that in years now but this was many years back so sometimes in the 90s. And um, this lady, she had a dream. In the dream, they gave her something to swallow. Like a rope. She swallowed it in the dream. And then she was not trying to pull it out. She couldn't pull all of it out. And then she woke up. And she woke up wheezing. And that's how she came down with ronkel asthma. So, her cousin, you know. wanted made a minister to her. So we went there together. After she told me of... The situation, I just felt, now this demon activity, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to resist the devil, rebuke the devil. Doesn't mean the fellow was possessed or anything like that. It's just the devil, you know, trying to oppress the person. Okay, that's what I wanted to do. When all of a sudden, all of a sudden I had a vision. In that vision, I saw Jesus. He just appeared there. And I saw him lay hands on that lady. Hmm. Remember what he said in John 5, 19. That what he sees his father do, that's what he does. So, I I knew immediately he was telling me, don't cast anything out. Don't rebuke anything. The way I want you to minister to her, to lay hands on her. So, okay. I, I, I laid hands on her. And that was what I did. You know what happened? About a month after, she went back to the hospital. The doctor put her off the drug. Said the asthma is gone. Amen. Praise God. So, sometimes the spirit of God does things like that. There's somebody in your dream... They called your name. They called you. You were sleeping. And then they, they called your name. And, and you answered. And when you answered, you woke up. You know. And from that time, you you just had this strange, very strange, strange set of problems that showed up in your life. Who are you? In your dream. They called your name. Someone called your name. And then you answered. And then you woke up. And then from that moment, a strange... Just a strange set of afflictions in your life, a strange set of problems. Who's the person? Amen. Who's the person? I got something to tell you. Who's the person? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Praise God. Who are you? Who's the person? Amen. That yoke will be destroyed right now in the name of Jesus. Who's it? Who's it? Who's it? Who's it? Amen. It called your name out. You were sleeping. Amen. And then it was like a dream. You heard your name called out. you answered and you woke up and from that moment things just began to take a a down a downward spiral in your life who are you who are you who's it who's it who's it who's it nothing to be ashamed of praise god yeah the bible says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing because of the anointing because of the anointing you see you're a child of god amen you're a child of god who are you lift up your hand if you're the one amen i don't see you yet Uh, if you don't respond i'll leave it amen and i'll move on see we are redeemed from the curse of the law we are we are we are we are we're not under the affliction of the uh, under the bondage of the enemy satan is not our lord satan is not our master he doesn't have authority over us praise god now some people might not wait uh uh, 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 be able to be in the second service in the second service I'll actually minister to the sick Amen if you could wait for that, if you want to be ministered to for healing, great, you could wait and be in the second service, if not if you can't be and you need to be ministered to right now, just stand up on your feet where you are, Amen, I want to pray for you praise God, if you can stay for the second service, I'll lay hands on the sick in the second service but if you can't, Amen, I want to minister to right now, just stand where you are your hand where the problem is amen as close as you can to it praise god there's someone who's been having a a discharge someone who's having a discharge you know it's an infection and then you treated it and treated it and treated it but it just won't go every head bad and eye closed in the name of jesus i curse that discharge i speak to that infection i say be gone in the name of jesus the name of jesus now those who are standing In the name of the lord jesus christ i stand against sickness i stand against disease in the bodies of these ones and i say be healed in jesus name be healed in jesus name yeah begin to check your bodies praise god because you are healed most of you right now instantly amen you can check your body you're healed praise god in the name of jesus in the name of jesus praise the Lord. Now, I would like to close this out without giving people an opportunity to receive Jesus into their hearts. Every head bowed and eye closed. You're here. You're not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I don't mind telling you there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shine. Anybody like that? Or maybe you once knew the Lord. You drifted from him. Went back into the practice of sin and wrongdoing. Want to come back to Father's house. Anybody of that sort? Could you just lift up your hand where you are? Anybody like that? All right. Thank you, my sister, for that hand. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Now, if you lifted your hand, wanted to lift up your hand, should have lifted up your hand. I want to do exactly what I said. I want to pray for you. Come and join me right here. Praise God. Come and join me right here. You lifted up your hand. Wanted to lift up your hand. Should have lifted up your hand. I want to pray for you and pray with you. Come and join me right here. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You want to receive Jesus into your heart, right? Say after me, Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me and he was raised from the dead so that I might be righteous. Right now, I take Jesus as my Savior. And I confess him as my Lord. Thank you because I'm born again. I give you praise, Father. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. Now, see that, brother. Please, just go with him. Amen.